0: I think that's where wholeness is i don't think it means not having problems i don't think it means being hyperproductive i don't think it means anything outside of being actually like completely and wholly in my life a w-h-o-l-l-y wholly in my life i think that's what being whole means and that comes from a place of knowing that i'm actually loved rather than useful or successful or even well rested
1: Justin, my new friend, welcome to the podcast. Hey, man, good to see you. (laughs) You too. I I do have to confess, like I'm in a mountain cabin right now. I'm next to a crackling fire, so I'm feeling a little reflective today. So you need to kind of speed me up in the conversation. So, so pumped to talk today, man. So, so many of the kind of frequencies of our heartbeat in similar ways. Um, So excited for your new message, but um, this is a message you've been living out for years before, right? You're just kind of formalizing it in a book right now.
0: Well, that's the hope, right? Like you and I'll share this this sentiment. Like it's one thing to be able to like sit down and write a book and then like figure out like what I mean by that. Not that cats don't do that. It's just not my jam. Like I try to, if I'm going to put something in the world, I will have, I'll say it in a couple of ways. Like I'll road test it for a long time. So a lot of these stories are stories. They're like 15 stories in the book and they're stories that I've told, not because they're entertaining, but because I'm, I'm like in life, people i'm coaching i'm pastoring i'm retreat leading and i'm listening to people talk about what's happening with them and their work rest like rhythms and tensions and and these stories bubble out of those conversations and so yeah like there's like i've been working at this for a long time a book is a way for me to pin that down like here's here's a moment in time where this is a conversation i've been in for gosh like A decade and a half really intensely with people. And uh, I wanted to have a resource that I could say not as a replacement, but like, hey, here's the stuff we've been talking about. So here's a reminder, like, I can't come back to town three times a year. But remember that thing we talked about five years ago? Here's that story. It's uh, that's what I do with books, man. It's like I try to capture that moment in time when stuff I know has been working for people in their own lives needs a place more permanently. I think that's a good use for books.
1: That's good. That's, those are my favorite books to read. Tell me a story when, tell me five stories when, how did this change somebody's yeah. life? What was that moment when you realized that this really mattered? Um, and yet it's been in you, right? It's been in you. Yeah. T- before we kind of catch up to, to today, you've done a lot of things. Um, you know, <laughs> teaching, speaking, like you say, caretaking. Um, you are a communicator in so many different facets. How have those kind of braided together for you? Let's say in the last five or six years.
0: Yeah, I just want to help. So uh, that that's really it. Like I want to help people. Uh, I, I want to. I want to love well. I want to help people, and, uh, and my whatever ways I can do that in different seasons, I'm going to do that. So for for a season. And you and I share this season for a season being a pastor in a local church was one of the primary ways I could do that. Um, that's not this season. And so like I did, I pastored a church for or helped pastor a church for a long time. And that was that season. And it was helpful in that particular way. It wouldn't be helpful right now for me and for the people I'm trying to help. If I was the pastor of a local church, I can be more helpful as a retreat leader. A spiritual director, a coach, and an author. And so that's what I'm doing. Yeah. So what really binds it all together, really, since I've become more conscious of the the actual call in my life, is help. Am I helping people? Because I can make stuff and make it interesting, make it cool, make it funny, whatever. Like, that's fine. But entertaining is, like, the worst kind of boring. Because <laughs> it's, like, at some point when it's no longer entertaining, then it's just worthless. Whereas, like, if it's actually helpful, then if it's entertaining, great. But then when it stops being entertaining, it's still helpful. Uh, So I like helpfulness is really the thread that holds it all together.
1: Mm, That's good. So well said, man. I feel the same way. And part of that is calling, right? Like, the heart of vocation, at the heart of that is purpose, the fulfillment that I can tell you live from and within, that the book is only an extension of that. The wrong way to write a book is probably this is what's going to make me whole as opposed to I'm writing from a sweet season of getting in touch with pretty amazing purpose.
0: I think there's a place, you know, I, I think there's a place for the, the kind of um, the I'm falling apart memoir. Like there's something about there, there's a, there's a place for, why am I say anything right now? There's a, there's a place for that, that communication of like, I'm not well, and here's what it looks like for me to not be well, mm-hmm. but I put at it, but I, and I'm going to, I'm going to date both of us right now. There was this really wonderful movie uh, uh, with uh, Robin Williams and um, and I think Robert De Niro. Um, and like, at some point they wanted to capture it was De Niro who had this neurological disorder and they captured it on video. So the folks could see it like as he's like during this moment he's having like, his brain kind of freaks his body starts freaking and they captured on video so the folks could see this is what it look this what it looks like for him to not be well i think there's room for that sure. i do think um the room for that is still is in the context of i want uh, it it's great to know what not being looks like so that we can move from there towards health so it's never enough And it should be a very it should be a much smaller moment than our current cultural temperature wants it to be. We spend a whole lot of time in diagnosis and almost like a celebration of what's not great, and that's like again that has its minute. Um, I feel like that minute might be up (laughs) culturally. And the question I the question the folks I'm around right now are asking is like, okay, I get I get that things are not okay. I get that. Leadership is, uh, uh, in know, words like toxic leadership. I, I get that. Like leadership is dissolving people's marriages and the, like I, I understand this. Let's talk about what we're going to do now, in light of what we know and the diagnosis and the explanation and and the, these kind of exposé memoir things about this is what it looks like to be OCD and ADHD and depressed and anxious. Cool. We got the information. What are we going to do now? That's a uh, That's kind of a, that's one of my, that's one of my soapbox moments that
1: we share a common heart for health and wholeness. Um, Define what you mean by wholeness. So I use the word belovedness in um, a lot in this book um,
0: because I think um, with, in my, in my journey, um, again, the context is kind of everything, Like the story I find myself in defines what I mean by the words I'm using. So Wholeness uh, in past seasons has meant uh, being like wholly useful. Am I more useful? What I've what I've come to honestly understand is that even even my usefulness, whether or not I'm beneficial somewhere, has it, it's got to be bigger than that. It can't just be like my wholeness is predicated on whether or not I'm useful. I think it's about knowing that I'm loved by the people who are around me. Uh, immediately, like my my closest friends, my family, and by the one who holds everything together. If I know, if I'm functioning from a place of belovedness, that like God holds my life together and cares for me, I've got people around me who really like me and want to see me win and see me healthy. I think that's what wholeness is. I don't think it means not having problems. I don't think it means being hyper productive. I don't think it means anything outside of being actually like, completely and wholly in my life a w h o l l y wholly in my life i think that's what being whole means and that comes from a place of knowing that i'm actually loved rather than useful or successful or even well rested
1: Mm. we were chatting before i hit record and uh you were saying that you are the resource and of course that perks my ears uh, in that as one who like I have one bullet in the gun and it's literally developing people because I believe that people are incredible and are uniquely designed yeah. to do some amazing things. Um, what do you yep. mean by that? You are the resource. Um, you're the gift you're giving.
0: Um, you're the thing that matters. So two folks can walk in and you know these stories, man. Two folks can walk into a room or two teams can walk into a room with really basically the same idea. And pitch that idea to uh, a populace, to a city, uh, you know, to a CEO. And the difference between yes and no is going to be the people on the other side of the idea. Can you make that idea happen? So great ideas are wonderful. Mm. Beautiful plans are cool to look at. The bottom line is, are you able to actually pull that off? That comes from a that comes from a, like a more rooted identity posture. That like I am. Act- it's not just my idea. It's that this is the thing that's that's actually in me, and I can make it happen because it's actually in my skin to do. Anytime I offer myself, uh, you know, whether in the past it's been like a, as a pastor or as an author, when I've done it poorly, I really banked on the idea being great, or or like it's clever. When I've done it well, it's a thing that I'm inhabiting It's a, and I'm offering myself. And I know the difference because I, wa- I watched the fruit born over the long haul. I'll be 50 this year, so I'm old enough to know at least this. The fruit born in any great work of art or business is born in a relationship, period. Uh, it's not just the idea to machinery that bears fruit. It's really going to be in a relationship. It's the business partnership. It's the ministry partnership. It's the marriage partnership. It's the good neighbors. Great fruit in life is born in relationship. So the ideas end up being like connection points between persons who are in a relationship and they're just offering themselves to one another.
1: Mm. So good, man. So much there. Um, would you consider yourself a poet, Justin? I can, uh, no, uh, I,
0: I write poetry, uh, at times. Um, I'm, I practice poetry. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't, yeah, you know, it's like this, like there's a drum set right there uh, and I can play that. I'm not going to call myself a drummer cause I know cats who are drummers. And if I called myself a drummer, they'd be like, yeah, you can do it. Um, it's thing, it's a tool in, in my tool belt, uh gregory Orr is a poet scott cairns is a poet uh you know like those folks who like that's that's the thing that they do that if they didn't do they would feel out of place in the world so i think that might be a better definition of a poet i can i can write poetry and i enjoy it and it's helpful for me but it's not it's not as close to my identity as as it is someone like emily dickinson sure
1: okay well (laughs) let's dive down on that then um, out of your belovedness, out of your wholeness, um, serving in your skin, helping others, um, what can you not do that's so close to you? You can't not do that.
0: Uh, I can't not. At this point, I can't not. Um, the, w- w- right now I'm calling it coaching because it gives it a, a, a name for people that Uh, identify and get a hold of, but I've always, I've always done this. Um, I've always made space and time to sit down with particular people in their particular setting with their particular dreams, ideas, and hopes and worked with them to help get them where I think God is moving them or where they think God is moving them. I've all literally, I've always done that. I was that I went to the point of like, I was the guy in like high school and college, who could not get actual dates because girls just wanted to talk to me about their problems. Like I was that guy, like, like, I'm just going to help you. Um, It's always been in my skin to actually just help. So when, you know, when we started the church in, you know, 98, 99, we, you know, we did the thing with Sunday gatherings, but we really quickly, um, the the word we use is like we we didn't devalue but we we de-emphasized our programming so that we could just spend as much possible time as we could in really really small circles of people and have actual conversations about what's going on in particular people's lives and so we stayed real small as a as a church body because we were doing the thing of we, we were listening to one another and as pastors like we spent almost all of our time just talking with folks like i've I've always done that so even when i write books like i said a minute ago like these are books that are born out of conversations i've had with people and and i've heard myself tell these stories a bunch Mm -hmm. i can't see myself not trying to coach trying to help uh people get where god is taking them that's the thing i can't see myself not doing
1: so rare that somebody finds that which is sad but it's so rare that somebody gets to that. Spot And I feel we're in a really similar yeah. way in space and just the gratitude that I sense yeah. you inside of that. Like, I can't believe that I get to be part of it. Oh man.
0: I mean, and, and, you know, like I do, you get there, you get there by trying a bunch of stuff. You get there by thinking, you know, you're in the right place. There's that, you know, and not everyone loved the show, but there are some great moments from the show. There's that great West wing moment. <laughs> um, 90s political shows really well-written, um, but the guy who plays um, the president's chief of staff, they're having a bad day in the office, maybe a bad week or month. And he sa- he hits them with this thing. He says, listen, if we're going to be hitting walls, like every- everything they're doing seems to not be working. Like it's like this is not going right. We're not cracking this deal. These people aren't laying us in the door. So he says, he goes, is- if we're going to be hitting walls, I want us hitting them full steam ahead. And like – part of how part of the the thankfulness i i live in with regards to like getting to do what i do is that i've failed super hard at stuff with places like i th- i thought i was supposed to be doing this mm-hmm. and or i came to the end of a season for something and didn't recognize it was the end of the season and tried and you know this too like tried to push beyond like the the season and like that stuff hurts so you, mm-hmm. having to go through that having to actually hit walls to try things that aren't going to work to do things that you think are actually in your guts, that actually aren't on the other side of all that stuff. Then like actually having that sense of call and connecting it to your work feels really, really good. <laughs> all that to say, when you're stupid and have tons of energy in your twenties, try everything and, and don't, and don't bank on winning. Just put it all on the table and drive as hard as you can, because you're going to hit walls. And if you're going to hit walls, hit them going full steam ahead so that you can't say, well, it didn't work out. Cause I didn't try like, no, no, no. You should know that you tried. And then you should have the humility to say, I tried, I gave that my best. There must be something else. How do I rethink this? It's
1: so good. It's such good advice because you can't hone what you haven't tried, what you haven't seen. Maybe it is 100%. incredible. Maybe it's just okay. Maybe it's a B minus and there's something that clicks in you at, at an A level all right, Justin, if, if you were going to, you're gathered here in this cabin, and we give you two minutes, and we say, all right, man, you, you only got a minute and 59 seconds to sum up the message of this book. Like, what do you really, really, really want us to go home with?
0: We never graduate from, uh, from loving and being loved. Mm. Like, it really is, you know, it, it really, life really ultimately is that simple. Um, are you loving people? And are you being loved as you do so? Mm. There, there is no level up from there. There are levels down from there, lots of them, but there's no there's no level up from there. And the metrics we often use to evaluate success miss belovedness because we 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 measure success whether it's numerical or whether it's you know in any other way. But like, am I experiencing joy in my work? Do I like who I am and doing what I'm doing? Are the people around me actually happier and more filled? And do I sense an actual like depth of joy and pleasure in watching them flourish? Mm. Like those are real life metrics that are actually rooted in belovedness, because we never graduate ever from
1: loving people and being loved and life being entirely and completely about that. Mm. There's a phrase I say a lot, who you are matters more than what you do. Uh, what would you add to that? Um, How would you make that sound more beautiful, perhaps even more poetic, if you were going to throw a poetic rhyme to it?
0: Sure. Who you are is manifest in what you do. Mm. Um, It's, it comes, it's, it it is a, it is, it's manifest in what you do. And, and, and what you do is an exercise of, and a celebration of who you are. That part of the part of being, Uh, Part of a great life is finding yourself really well used and really well, like well spent being well rested has a deep, deep, deep value. Being really well spent also has a really deep value. And so what I do as an exploration of, uh, as as an um, expression of who I am uh, is even better than saying like, wow, I'm more than just what I do. No, you are more than just what you do, but boy, I want you to see me in my work. I don't want you to just, I don't want you to just, you know, receive the work, like some sort of service. Like it's a, like it's just this thing I'm offering you. No, I want you to see and experience me in my work because I'm the gift that God gave my world. And that's why I do what I do.
1: Mm. Beautiful. Uh, Let's go to a lightning round. Um, There's so many areas I want to, I want to dig out here. Uh, Favorite song. That you've ever written and
0: why wow favorite song i've ever written uh i'll it's so two uh years ago i wrote a song called done living which is uh it sort of captured um this uh yeah root idea in me that at some point it all ends and and so i'm gonna live fully and completely and wholly while i've got the time that's one the other one is i i I did a an ep last summer with my son and pretty much everything (laughs) i wrote with my son is my favorite thing i've ever done
1: love it uh a piece of advice you've been given that you've never forgotten make friends um
0: instead of clients Mm. uh and uh give away more than you think you can and then trust what happens
1: on the other side of it. Mm. A movie that moves you.
0: The movie Magnolia every time the matter of interconnectedness, the tragedy, like the 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 slog of human relationship and these like glimpses of beauty and mystery in between it just it shakes me every single
1: time. If Ted called you as in the Ted experience and event, uh what would you share for 12 or 14 minutes on?
0: um i would talk about right now what i would do is i would talk about the fact that things that everything falls apart Mm. that you will never make anything that lasts uh and that if you were hoping to build something that lasts you and the people you partner with will be disappointed but uh if instead you recognize that it is connection and, and relationship, that it is love and the kingdom of God that lasts, then you can invest
1: in things that won't live forever um, and do so in joy. Mm. One food that you have no idea why, but you absolutely love. peanut <laughs> you know, butter.
0: I can't yeah. stop. I won't stop. We go through peanut. peanut like, butter. I'm looking. Up, so we like our pantry <laughs> shelf is right, right over there. We've got like seven jars of peanut butter. I'm gonna kill those in the next month. Easy, just crush peanut butter on the rack. <laughs> I,
1: I was not expecting that. You got me, man. Peanut butter, love it. <laughs> I love it. Best thing. Uh, a couple more things, man. This is fun. Good, good sport on this. Somebody um, has a compliment. Somebody's given you that absolutely moved you to your core.
0: You listen to me, uh, mm. like. When I've had people say, hey, you paid attention to listen to me, uh, that means a lot. I'm, you know, I, I test as a neogram for I'm the dude with a freaking microphone in his face all the time, like, I'm up front talking, it's easy, in honesty, if you've got the skill, you know, and the interest, it's easy to learn to talk and, and do stuff. Listening Um, when I have felt most love in my life is when someone is like stopped and giving, giving me their time, their attention. It's the story of Jesus walking, uh, to some big, important thing or some big, important person's, you know, kid is sick. And some woman that no one knows and cares about, like touches him and he stops and just sits there. And and the writer of the text says that he stood there and he listened to her whole story. Mm -hmm. Dang, like, when does that get to happen? So, when people say you
1: listen well or you listen to me, that means the world to me. All right. Last thing, man a review you hope to get on Amazon from this book.
0: I really hope someone who is overworked uh, uh, reads the book and falls more deeply in love with their work. Um, and says i and says i because i read this i can give myself more completely to the things i care about and not be worried
1: that i'm going to burn out beautiful justin my friend thank you so much we'll put links to all of your stuff in the show notes grateful for you and i feel like i picked up a new friend over the last few weeks uh and by the way i believe you're a poet and i'm loving your stuff online maybe you maybe you don't but i'll call you poet. at least lowercase p probably grateful for for you man keep up your work your inspiration (laughs) keep being helpful and a lowercase p poet at that back -back. (laughs) then